Hello, best friends, and welcome to another episode of Best Friends Talk Funny, the only kind of funny video community podcast, at least that I'm a part of, all about the best friends that make up that wonderful community of theirs. My name is Kyle Stevenson, aka Hoodat Ninja73, and on today's episode, we have Mario, not Bros. Um, I still cannot pronounce his last name, even though he was on my show, um, so I'm just going to refer to him as Mario, not Bros, like most of us already know him as. Uh, Mario is a extremely positive force in this kind of funny community. I'm sure at some point you've heard him either um, tipping on the morning show, you've met him at Kind of, kind of Funny Live 3, um, or you just enjoy his new show, um, Here, You're Awesome, Here's Why, uh, where he shouts out um, some super cool people that he appreciates. And um, it's just a giant love fest, and I, I think that's what encapsulates Mario's personality. He just He's just a bundle of love and joy and positivity, and uh, he's somebody that I appreciate for doing that, and I try to be like him, trying to be that positive force out there, because Lord knows the world needs more positive people these days. Um, so in this episode, I want to give a full spoiler warning before we get started. We are going to spoil the shit out of Infinity War. If you have not seen Avengers Infinity War, uh, come back and listen to this after you have seen it. Or if you don't care, then go right ahead and listen. Um, but we will be saying all the spoils, spoilers that happen in the movie. And they might bleed through, um, uh, bleed outside of the spoiler um, talk inside the episode, but I just want to give you a huge warning that spoilers are in here, so if you don't want to know what happens, uh, come back and listen when you want to. Um, so without further ado, you're tired of hearing my voice now. You want to hear my wonderful guest Mario, not bros. So let's get to know a best friend a little bit better. Kinda Funny is best friends. What that means is we are there for each other. What that means is that you can go to any kind of funny live event. You can go to an RTX, you can go to a PAX, and if you see someone in one of our shirts, you can go up and talk to them. You can go to dinner with them. Kinda Funny is this. I am doing great, my friend. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining me on your birthday. Ah, yeah. It is my birthday. Um, we got about four, 14 minutes left. <laughs> the big 2-0, right? Yeah, big 2-0. It's, oh. it's a weird number. It is a weird number. You're you're in that weird middle stages of feeling like you get more freedom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got the car. <laughs> you got all the stuff. Yeah. And then I'm going to be able to drink soon. It's, it's weird. Well, what's the age for renting a car? I forget. I'm pretty sure it's... Is it 18? Is it that young? I no, I am... Like yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's a weird age like that, yeah. You're yeah, right. I, one of my, uh, the, my co-workers at the after-school job I have, uh, he was telling me uh, the 
town where I went to school at, for went to college, it was SUNY Oswego, upstate New York. Um, they have the youngest mayor in the country. I oh, think, wow. I think when he was elected into elected mayor, he was 25. Wow. That is, which is, which is insane. <laughs> that is absolutely insane. Yeah. That's like me definitely... from five years from now. Like, yeah, I'll be mayor of some right? place. Yeah. yeah. He was Got telling it. me how like he still lives with his parents and he's still, and he's running the town. <laughs> that's just <laughs> like, beautiful. That's just amazing. I love that. Yeah. It immediately makes me think of, uh, do you watch Parks and Rec? I do. Absolutely. Of Ben. Yeah. Ice Town. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, oh my god. So Mario, not Bros. How? That is where me. did that name come from? I know there was all the Twitter thing. I explained my handle very recently. Yes. Um, but for those of you that didn't catch it, what's it all about? So basically, um, in my young days of watching uh, Greg specifically, Greg Miller. I assume everybody knows who Greg Miller is. It's a show about mm-hmm. kind of funny. So yeah. So I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be. That'd be. I mean. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, when I started watching Greg, um, I really liked his name. I loved how snappy it was and how it was like three parts, you know, like uh, a quick thing about me and what I do and Greggy. Cool. It's snappy. So I was like, ah, I have I have a really long last name, right? My last name, for anybody who doesn't know, is Piacquadio. I was going to ask you how you say that because... There you go. Piacquadio. I just know Mario, not Boros. Exactly. That's the exact point. It has a Q <laughs> thrown in there. It's like it's so convoluted. So I was like, I need something that's, you know, easy to, to say, easy to remember, and then, you know, catches the eye. And I was kind of thinking, you know, like, game over Greggy. Like, it has three things. And I was like, well, I get Mario jokes. I've gone them my entire life. Hey, where's Luigi? Yeah. Hey, how's your girlfriend Peach? Blah, blah, all that good stuff. So I was like, yeah. okay, I'm not Mario Bros. I, originally, it was going to be not Mario Bros, but that one was taken, I believe. So oh, I was like, really? okay, okay. I, I believe that's how it went down. So I was like, okay, Mario, not Bros. I'm like, perfect, three things. It's snappy, it's quick. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of dumb, but I love it. And it's just kind of stuck. And it's kind of like my brand, even though I hate saying yeah. that. Uh-huh. But, you uh, know. What, with your last name, what kind of uh, uh, nationalities is that? It is Italian from my dad's side. Italian, okay. Yes, yes, correct. Because, like you said, like the Q kind of throws everything off. But yeah, there's a Q in the in the middle of there. Just like guess where the Q goes and guess what it does and it doesn't do anything, <laughs> but it's just there. Is your family like super Italian? Like you have like, yes. uh, the Italian dinners and on my dad's side, we are completely traditional Italians because both my grandmother and my grandfather fled from the war, uh, okay. and. It is completely the most Italian thing every Sunday. Actually, very recently ago, because we kind of family like kind of split up because we all moved to different places, and not like a couple Sundays ago, maybe we had a traditional dinner, and it's a really nostalgic experience. But yeah, it's it's your traditional Italian thing for sure. It's it like the stereotypical like movie Italian dinner type thing. A hundred percent. It's. <laughs> It's a grandma with a big tub of pa- pasta, and then yeah. you got the beef, and then you got the coke, and then it's the whole thing. Even the whole thing where, you know, the grandma is giving wine to the kids, that happens. 100%. 100%. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I, oh, I yeah. I to know that they, some of the stereotypes, there's some truth to it. Oh, yeah. It's 100%. Not too long ago, I had some dinner with an aunt. And it was that exact same thing. She kept dipping her little finger in it, giving it to the baby. The mom was pissed off. Like, come on, don't do that. Oh, wow. 
is lovely. <laughs> so uh, when it comes to us and like getting to know each other, I believe it was through Twitter. Um, yes, because like your brand, if you even though you hate that, but like mm. I would hear Mario Not Bros on the morning show all the time. And, uh, yeah, I believe, I believe it was around, uh, La La Land. Yes. La La Land was a big thing. A hundred percent. I would go on Twitter and I would always see Marion Up Rose and La La Land in the, like the same conversation. That I just fell in love with that movie when it came out. It was, it probably is one of my favorite movies of all time. And for anybody who doesn't know, Mr. Kyle Stevenson right here, he's a sweetheart. Um, I really wanted to get the, um, steel book. It was like a. Best Buy exclusive steelbook for Lawland. And I had the regular Blu-ray, but I, I'm a collector of steelbooks. I have like all of the Star Wars movies and steelbooks. Like I just mm-hmm. I just like the way they look when you place them. Absolutely, yeah. And I don't have many movies at all. I actually like have Star Wars, Harry Potter, and now La La Land. Yeah. But I I couldn't find the steelbook anywhere around my area. And you just hit me up. You're like, hey, I just bought some. There's a bunch in my Best Buy. Yeah. Do my like I can buy you one and you just pay me the money and we'll meet up at Kind of Funny Live Three and yep. I'll give it to you and I have it right here. Oh, look and it just looks so so beautiful and it's amazing and I love it. And that is all I agree to you. with you. It's the least I can do. Like I appreciate if I know it. if I I know somebody wants something like that and I see it there, of course I'll pick it up. Like I it's not gonna go to waste. I'm not just gonna have it sit on the shelf and let it rot. See, that's like, I have to agree with you. That's like one of the best steel books. Oh, it's beautiful. It's really, it's nice. It's so well done. It's all the all white. It's just, it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I try to collect the the Marvel Steel books, mm. uh, but I was late to the game, so I miss. I I don't have the Phase One. Ah, okay. So you're like start off from Phase Two. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. And like when I go on eBay to look at them, they're always so expensive. Hundred percent. That's the thing about Steel books. They're such a limited run. And for some reason, it's usually, like, store-limited, too. Kind of the way, like, some Amiibo do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, the Star Wars seal books are only Best Buy. Like, you can't buy them anywhere else. So that just jacks up the price like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, with games, too. With, oh, 100%. With, with, with games, it's... Whenever I find one in the GameStop, like, on the used wall, even though I, I probably never just play the game, it's like, snag well, it. maybe I'll just pick it up. Why not? It's just, the yeah. steel books are just so nice. That was that was a good perk of when I used to work at GameStop. Like, oh yes, would have like a uh, a pre order bonus where you would get like a steelbook or something. And so many people never came to pick up the pre order. So I just have a bunch of like that's nice awesome. On my shelf. First steelbook I ever had in my life was God of War Ascension. I had the collector's oh, edition. I yeah. actually still have the the Kratos statue. I don't have the the steelbook anymore, but I did. I do have the little statue for that collector's yeah. edition. I, I oh man, what was my first one? That's a tough question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the, I mean the one that I still own for PS3 is The Last of Us. Oh my god, that's a beautiful steelbook. It's a real nice one. It is. Um, it is. The man. thing is, I don't collect video game like CDs anymore. I like I don't have the physical. Oh, you're a digital person. I'm a digital person, so I just kind of gave all of that away. The gotcha. small space that I have in my desk right here is already filled up with a few movies that I have. So I don't have any space for games. Gotcha, so. gotcha. It's okay. Um, so, yeah, so going back a little bit, we were – I see you talk about La La Land and your Taylor Swift fandom, which we'll yes. we have questions about later. We do have uh, questions. Very hard questions. We just, 
I just noticed, like, you're a Knicks fan. I am. Yes. And, Very uh, hardcore I Knicks I found fan. out that you used to live in New York for a little bit, right? Um, well... Or family from New York? Yes, I have a lot of family from New York. Yes. Okay. I've, so I've been to New York visiting family a lot. Yeah. The quick story is, you know, Italian side of the family, basically. There's a side of the family that went to Venezuela. There's a side of the family that went to New York. A side of the family that stayed in Italy. It kind of, like, bounced all around. And my dad used to travel to New York with my family, my uh, my uncles, his cousins, and he would just stay there for summers and winters. So he would just practically live there. So he was raised a Knicks fan, a Rangers fan, Giants fan, and Yankee fan. He would just go to the games all the time. So that's what I was raised like. I was a New Yorker raised on not only loving the city and loving everything about the city, but the sports. So I'm 100% a New, York, New Yorker when it comes to sports and lineage. Yeah, and you just happen to uh, pick the team with so many struggles, man. When I was younger, I was way, way more into the Knicks in basketball. Now, now I don't really watch as much because uh, I have to deal with my struggles of being a Mets fan more. Oof. But like, man, whenever I see the Knicks like on a highlight reel, it it's been a rough, I don't know, five, seven, eight years. Oh yes, oh yeah. See. <laughs> One time I got into a, a not an argument but a conversation where somebody was telling me you're not from New York you can't be you can't be a New York fan and I'm like which is a stupid stupid a hundred percent because I'm like first of all my entire family is from New York and listen it's not like I'm a Yankee fan when they won the World Series I am a hardcore diehard watch eighty two games every year New York Knicks fan. You have no idea the kind of pain that I go through yeah, every yeah. year. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. I can be a New York fan. Like, the people who say, like, you can't be a fan of a team if you don't live in that area. Like, what would happen if you move? You just have to switch sheet. Exactly. It's not like, oh, well, we moved to Florida, so I guess yeah. I'm a Florida fan now. No, that's exactly. not how it works. No. no, I will always be loyal to my team. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, that's just a stupid thing, and that's not the first time I've ever heard someone say it. Like, um, it's I, years ago, I was listening to Howard Stern, and Howard Stern was uh, saying something like, "Well, whatever city I moved to, I instantly became a fan of that team, and I I started talking no, trash no. about the other teams from the other cities." You can't do that. That's like the definition of bandwagon, even if the team isn't great. Like, exactly, you're, you're still bandwagoning, yeah. Just trying to please people. That's not what you need to do. For me, it's not only where you live, it's where you come from and where your family comes from. Because yeah. I personally don't come from New York, but my family does. So I was raised a New Yorker. And if I have kids, if I live in Pittsburgh, I'm going to be like, hey, you're a Giants fan, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know. Absolutely. Well, unless you're like me and you go against the grain, because <laughs> my whole family are Yankee fans. And you're just like, no. And then when I got old enough... And I, I met friends. Those mm. friends were Met fans. It's like I'm going over here because I like Oof, the underdogs. That hurts. That one. That one hurts. I bet your <laughs> whole family was just like, oh god. My my grandfather more than anybody else. Like, <laughs> my parents didn't really care, but my grandfather would watch 162 games, not miss an inning. See, and here's he the thing. Out, I I wore the orange and blue. He was like, oh mm. no. Oh no! Here's the thing. Here, I, I will never forget this moment with my my dad. Um, he was always a giant basketball person. So am I. It's my favorite sport. He played it until college. He's really good at it. 
So, you know, um, he kind of gave me some space to like it on my own. He didn't never forced it on me. He's like, if he's anything like me, he'll get into it at some point. And then at one point, I was watching TV and the NBA playoffs were going on. And it was the Celtics versus the Magic. So I watched, I was watching. It was the first basketball game I was ever like, I'm going to watch this game. I'm like, I'm a Celtics fan. Okay. Just because I'm like, that's the team I'm watching. I'm a Celtics fan. Mm-hmm. And so I told my dad, and then they went to the finals that year. They lost the final. I was heartbroken. I'm like, oh, my God. And my dad, after that season, he sat me down. I'll never forget this moment. He's like, <laughs> he's like listen, son. Do you want to you wanna like the Celtics? You can like the Celtics. Hell, I'll root for the Celtics for you. Mm-hmm. But your team is the Knicks. Like, is it? I'm like, yes, because your family. And he told me the whole story. And he's like, and you the Giants, and you like the Yankees, and you like this. And for for some years, I would like the Celtics better than the Knicks, just because it was the first thing I saw. So, like, I was like, yeah, the Celtics. And my dad just kind of sat on the sidelines. He's like, you're, you'll get it one day, because this is your heritage. And then one day, I was like, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a Celtics guy. I'm a Knicks yeah, guy. I know. And yeah. I, here I am. That's awesome. Did you ever play basketball? Yes. So much? Okay. I yeah. I I still do with him. Actually, we all always go oh. to just play in a, like backyard. But we we play a lot. But yeah, I played in school a little bit. Uh-huh. But yeah, I I love playing basketball. Well, were were you a, a, a point guard? I was a point guard. Yes, because I'm I'm five eight five nine. So you know, okay, a little bit on the shorter scale. I mean, yeah, I I I saw Greg Miller pick you up. So I don't think and like I was nothing. He just. Yeah, grabbed me like like I was. So you're definitely not a center. No, 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 no. Got to be distributing the rock all around the court. I I broke my arm one time trying to grab a rebound against a taller guy. Oh jeez! And my arm just shattered. That's the only injury I've had. So that's the point where I'm like, this is not what I do. How painful is breaking bone? I've never broken a bone in my whole body. Let me knock on some wood. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah. Are you do you, I will show you what it looked like. Oh, okay. I'll tell you there is no blood. Uh-huh. However, there is some kind of deformation in my arm. It was oh. a very gnarly. I will show you if you if you want to see that. No, that's that's totally okay. All right. Th- this is audio only by the way, Mario. So I'm No problem. I'll just show thing. you and you will describe it. Okay. Hopefully it's... it's just not me vomiting all over the computer. No, you won't. You won't, but it's pretty yeah. it's pretty good. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your your arm is it looks like a snake. It, up hundred percent. Like, rising, or like poising to to attack. So the way I always oh like, because a lot of people describe it that way. Harry Potter and the and the Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where Harry falls down, breaks his arm, and then the professor that's a bullshitter. Just kind of like grabs him and does a fake little spell, and basically, yep. Harry has no bones, and he kind of mm-hmm. like flicks his arm around. That's exactly what my arm looked like. So, <laughs> yes, That's it's intense. painful. It's yeah. painful. It at first it didn't bother me. My mother was a lot more worried than I was. She's was like uh-huh. screaming, yelling. I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. But then as I got to the hospital, it's like this is this is starting to hurt pretty bad, and it's a it's and a. How old were you? I was about 13, 14 or okay. so. Yeah. Wow. I I think I was 13. It was it was top one of the top 3 pains I've ever felt in my life. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Uh, and and how much was the like the recovery? So, I had, I actually had pretty long recovery cuz it was a kind of gnarly um gnarly break of the bones, but both of my bones yeah. here like completely just cracked. 
so I had a cast for like two and a half months, which is okay. a little longer than usual. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, after that, it was good. I like my arm every now and then still hurts, but it functions fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then going into uh, what this podcast is all about, it's about kind of funny. Yes, it is. Uh, you, you alluded to it a little bit before about the illustrious Greg Miller. Oh, yes. Game over Greg himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you get into kind of funny? What was the, the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Light bulb that made mm. you think, oh, I want to follow these guys and, and consume everything they do. Okay. Okay. So. Circling back to something that we mentioned before, God of War Ascension. We might say, what? what? So, <laughs> I've always been a huge God of War fan. Go to my Twitter and you'll know because I've been gushing about it. Anyway, yeah. anyway, not the point. Always been a huge God of War fan. So, when I'm like, oh, a new God of War is coming out on the PS3. Oh my god, yes, amazing. A little bit of a disappointment of a game. Not the point either. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested in this game. I'm doing research on this game. One of the first things I see is an unboxing for the collector's edition that I ended up buying. It was some guy working working at some site. The site was IGN. The guy was Greg Miller. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. He opens it up. I'm like, oh, this guy's pretty, pretty funny, pretty cool. All right. And then I read the IGN review. I'm like, ah, 7.8. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm not sure how I feel about that. But then I'm like, okay, and I'm like, oh, IGN, that's like, oh, a big website. Okay, cool. And then, like, months after, I'm like, I keep seeing this thing called Podcast Beyond. I have no idea what this is, what the hell this is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's about PlayStation. I was like, oh, I like PlayStation. Like, this is kind of like my start into, you know, seeing games more as an industry, more than mm-hmm. just, like, games that I play. Yeah. And it was Podcast Beyond. It was pretty much, like, right after uh, Beyond 300. It was kind of like... I, th- I believe I started at 302. So I went back okay. and listened to podcast uh, Beyond 300. I'm like, oh, okay. So these guys have like a thing. And then from there, I found Greg's like YouTube channel where he did Oreo Ration, Gregway, all that stuff. I subscribed. Yeah. Eventually, when they did the Game Over Greg show, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I love Greg and Colin. Nick is funny every time he's on Up at Noon. Like, at that point, I was an avid IGN content consumer mm-hmm. like everything that they had it would just consume it so this was kind of like more than more of that i'm like oh yeah i like these guys sure why not just hear them talk about random shit and it just came from that like i i'll never forget where i was when i found out that they quit ign yeah i didn't know how to feel i was like this is cool because i really like these guys but like oh my god they're ign they're my like ign is where i found these guys it was a crazy feeling for me yeah like i've said this uh, on previous episodes but that day i woke up and the first thing i do is i go on youtube to see because like in addition to kind of funny like i watch brett and link i watch their morning Mm. show like every morning that's like how i start my day and i i just remember that title card that image on YouTube, hundred percent IGN, and my heart dropped. I, me too. I know exactly the feeling because I was it, like, it wasn't, what? it wasn't that like I wasn't ever going to see them again because at that point, yeah, they were doing kind of funny, and I was watching their stuff there. But what did that mean for Podcast Beyond? What did that mean? Hundred percent. There are so many questions. I remember being devastated. Me too. I was I was completely devastated. I was sad. I didn't know how to feel, but I'm obviously it was right move. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, for sure. 
and I'm very glad that they did it. But at the time, it was it was strange because you didn't know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But that's that's how I started, and I've I, I I've mentioned it in my um, show a little before, where basically mm-hmm. I didn't have many friends growing up. It was yep. especially throughout like the second half of high school. It got kind of tough on me. Uh-huh. To where even if I did have friends, I wouldn't connect with them really. It was, it was like a big like, difference. I, I hate going to the cliche like, oh, I'm a, I'm, I was more mature than those people. I hate mm. saying that. But it was like we just wouldn't, weren't connecting on a like conversation yeah. level. Mm-hmm. But then these guys, these 30-year-old guys, I was connecting on a conversational level too. And I'm like, oh, I can – like these guys are talking about the things I want to talk, talk about. And they can be dumb and goofy but like – Every day when I get home from school, I feel like I have a conversation waiting for me with a Game of Regret show topic. Yep. Mm-hmm. And just from there, they just became incredibly important to me. Yeah, and it, that's how... Because again, knowing you and knowing your brand, in quotes, mm. <laughs> it, you are Tim Geddes' number one fan. Yes, that and is. I absolutely adore <laughs> Tim. So of course. What made, what made you... Uh, become such a huge fan of tim that's that's a good question because obviously like, he wasn't on ign a whole lot right he wasn't he, was, he would pop up here and there and he was always great in that stuff but yeah he's more of like a you know like b character like kind of a joke you know like i'll oh, let him yeah. host the whole thing but as as i got to know him more and more on the game of a show the more i got to appreciate him i'm like oh this guy is really the brains behind a lot of this like you can tell like he kind of does a lot of this and yeah and the more he talks I'm like god this guy's like super smart and then i started noticing that he got an insane amount of shit in the comments especially when kind of funny games cast launched he yeah. would get so much shit about oh cuz people wanted podcast beyond again and yep. games cast wasn't podcast beyond so people weren't liking that and they threw all this hate at tim and it like in the beginning days of kind of funny, you couldn't go to the comment sections without seeing like, oh, Tim's a dumbass. What's Tim talking about? Like, all oh, this stupid shit. I'm like, mm-hmm. guys, you don't get it. This guy is brilliant. Like, this guy is like incredibly smart. He knows what he's doing. He's a he's funny. He's made like this guy's amazing. So, I kind of started being vocal about that, and then people caught on. Um, yeah. Personally, I <laughs> when um he entered in kind of funny live too. And everybody was going, let him host, let him host, let him host. Yeah. I wasn't there. I watched the video. But I was, mm-hmm. I was, I cried because I'm like, finally, they, yep. they see it. They see what I've been seeing since day one. Because, mm-hmm. you know, people got to see him grow from like, you know, starting to learn how to host to becoming the awesome host and person he is today. Absolutely. So that's kind of it. Like, I was just very vocal about. Hey, no, Tim's awesome, guys. Like it was me yeah. and Ryan Centilli. We're we yep. call each other Tim fans number one and two because yeah. we're just there for him. And and speaking of that, um, when you first met Tim on that 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 video that you posted, yeah. which again is one of the first things I, I remember seeing of you on Twitter and stuff. Uh, how did it feel when when Tim recognized you? Like that was an. Am- I know. I know the feeling when I met Greg for the first time last year. Kind of funny, Life Three. It, it, it's kind of hard to describe. It is. It's a hundred percent because it's it's such a moment. The first time I walked into the E three, you know, show floor, I see Greg Miller standing there. I'm wearing like a Morgan shirt. He says, "Hey, hi shirt, nice shirt, man." It's a feeling of 
okay, these people I've been following for years are in front of me. And it's this feeling of like, because if one day Taylor Swift was in front of me, yeah, she would still be Taylor Swift. Mm. You know, and the fact that like, oh yeah, she's in front of me and I would probably freak out. But it's like, she's still a mega celebrity actress that I'll probably never get to talk to again or very few times. Mm-hmm. She might even recognize me because she's known to do things like that. Oh, great. But it's yeah. different. It's like, yeah, you're still a mega millionaire. But seeing it's, Greg, it's almost like a like a one way type of thing. Yeah, there's a there's there's a separation there, and even even if somebody like Taylor Swift, like even if they do recognize you and have a nice conversation with you, there's still a separation there. Yeah. So when you see Greg and Tim, it's and all those people, it's like oh, like these people are, they're friends. Like they're there, they're approachable. Like you can do this lots of times a year and do this, mm-hmm. and so. I introduced myself to all the guys and, you know, oh, yeah, Martin Bros. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. But when it happened with Tim, I had the just luck that my friend was recording it. He was, like, doing a vlog and you actually see in the vlog, he's, like, walking. And then he sees me talking to Tim Gettys and he's just kind of like, okay, and goes over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it was such an insane moment of, like, I said Martin Bros. first and he kind of didn't react i felt like he probably didn't hear it yeah and i'm like i know that he knows who i am because he is the only person like gives me shout outs on a normal basis for like no reason because like you said i would tip on the morning show a lot and that's kind of my like how my name was known yeah. i guess yeah mm-hmm. but tim would just randomly be like hey mario bros is a homie i'm like what yeah and then nobody knew what i looked like and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm Marna Bros. And then that video happens where he basically freaks out. He's like, oh, my God, you're Marna Bros. And he, like, mm-hmm. gives me a, a huge hug. He's like, holy shit, dude. Thank you for everything. Like, you can see that he's, like, excited about yeah. meeting me. Yeah. And in my head, I'm just like, oh, my God, what is it? Like, what is this? Because, yeah, like, he's my friend. And he's as excited to meet me as I am to meet, to meet him. Like, he knows who I am and he appreciates what I've been doing. I've been as positive. You know, I've been following his example of being positive. And it got me to a place where I'm being rewarded for it. It's And it's just a crazy, like, amazing feeling. I was I was on cloud nine for that entire E3. Yeah. So that, that's kind of like what I say to people who are very nervous to meet any of them for the first time. And... I've only gotten to do it a couple times, like Kind of Funny Live 3 last year was the first time I got to meet any of them, and the moment they meet you, they have a, they do a great job of calming you down, oh, yeah. not making you super nervous. You you realize very quickly that they're not, they're not these ego maniacs that most people we watch and, and listen to yeah. are. Like, they're, they're just like us, they like the same stuff we, we like geek out about the same stuff and they do a very good job of just talking to you like you're one of the homies a hundred percent it's just such a feeling of you might feel starstruck at first because it's just weird seeing somebody you've been seeing on a screen for years that's just human nature that's just human nature but the second you get to talk to them everything that they always say about how you're my best friend it like clicks you're like yeah it's i can just have a conversation with you it's awesome yeah and uh, eventually that led to you uh, getting branded with the logo. Yes. 
It did. It did. Yeah. I'll show it to you even though nobody yeah. can see it. It's That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. How how does it feel when you look down and you, you see that on your arm? It's I can awesome. Tell by the look on your face, you're It's you're awesome. very proud of it. I'm incredibly proud to have this logo. The few times that people recognize it very rarely. It's mostly people coming up to me like, "So why do you have a smiley face on your arm?" Mm-hmm. You know, they only see a smiley face that's blue and it's not fully smiling, so they feel like it's fucked up. A lot of people yeah. ask me, it's like, is that a real tattoo? I'm like, it is. Yeah. And it's, I'm incredibly proud of it. The, the, yeah. I got this after the whole Colin thing happened. Mm-hmm. And it was a thing of, I, you know, when the whole Colin thing happened, I, I, at no point was I like, oh man, kind of funny, is doomed. Yeah. And I, at no point... I was like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna like, I'm gonna follow these guys anymore, not at all. Mm-hmm. But after going to Kind of Funny Life three, that was such an important event of like, hey, we'll be all right. Like, we're in this together, and we're gonna be all right. And after that entire weekend, which was the second best weekend, well, E three was the best weekend of my life, and then yeah. Kind of Funny Life three kind of took over that. Yep. And I was just like, these guys are incredibly important to me and who I am as a person and they've shaped me in so many different ways Mm -hmm. I like I need to have this this is such a big part of who I am yeah so as my first tattoo I ever got yeah I'm uh myself and uh a lot of people from um my area the New York area when we go to prom uh we're we're scoping out tattoo places and uh Yes. We might be following you in that journey. And I have an awesome idea for for, for mine, and I'll say it because I, I just love talking about it. Um, just like you, like, Kind of Funny has done so much for me and helped me in, in ways that I don't think I'll ever be able to repay them for. But uh, what I want to get is, on my shoulder, I want to get the Kind of Funny Smiley, but it's the bat signal. Oh, I love it. Shining it in that. the sky. And I adore be, that. And it's going to be like on the Golden Gate Bridge. That's fucking awesome. I that's, love that. That's what I want. That's awesome. Um, I don't know if it's possible. It is. But, you know. You remember that picture? The, the, the funds and stuff, you know. You're going to know what I'm talking about because I know you're a hardcore enough fan. You yeah. remember when they first had this studio and they did like a, a studio party? launch party yes and there's this oh. picture of all of them with the reflection back in the sky yep mm-hmm, for sure exactly exactly yeah yeah, yeah. perfect yeah. that's yeah um so we'll see uh hopefully we have time to do that one that's that's and awesome if, if you're listening to this and you're at prom and you want to join us let's, let's get take tattoos over the whole tattoo part let's all get them. tattoos dude let's do, let's do it i am trying to convince kevin coelho to get a tattoo. I when I made a video, I made a video about like, hey, why I got my kind of funny tattoo. And he replied, he's like, ah, oh, that's what an awesome video. Makes me want to get one. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, yeah. I like I I replied like five times. I'm like, seriously, we'll go. I'll go with you. I'll fucking pay for it. I'll go with you and I'll pay for it. Let's do yeah. it. So we'll see. I'll, I'll. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, um, why not? So speaking of the word awesome, uh, you have a new show. I do. I it's do called indeed. You're awesome. Here's why. Yes, and, it which is. Which is such a great concept because you are one of the most positive people I know in the community. Oh, thank and you. And it's just this fits you to a T. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. That's yeah. nice. So of if you. if the if the people don't know or they haven't seen your video about it, uh, could you explain what it's all about and yeah. why, why it's here? So basically, it's 
it, the, the idea is pretty, you know, self-explanatory, so is the name. But it's basically, I just, every episode I select somebody, just anybody that I choose, and I'm like, hey, this person, you're, you're fucking awesome. This is what you do to be awesome. Uh, like, I really enjoyed that you did this. This is how you personally affected my life. So I kind of just highlight people and want to just shine some pure positivity out there. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody who's on the internet gets a lot of negativity constantly mm-hmm. thrown at them. So I feel like making a short, you know, 12-minute video where it's like, yeah, all these things that you do are fucking amazing and people yeah. appreciate it and love it. And it's just hopefully brightens people's days. That's pretty much it. Absolutely. Because that is one thing I do miss about uh, PS I Love You. I miss the PS We Love You hashtag. Oh, yeah. And, uh, that was such an, an awesome movie. Another best friend, uh, Jason Hales, uh, created. And we did that for a long time. We did. You know, it was such a hit. And people responded and loved it. And Absolutely. Because you don't usually see that. Are, your videos are just like a natural progression from that. And Thank I'm you. Glad, I'm glad it's back and, and people are taking notice. Especially yeah. Corey. Corey Balrog. Oh, my God. Talk about his <laughs> fucking sweetheart of a person. What a, what a guy. That, and now that I know, like, I didn't know you were such a huge fan of the God of War franchise. 100%. So to see him acknowledge your show and then kind of, like, retweet it and put it out there, like, that. Corey has been giving me support from episode one that has been insanely mind-blowing that it happened and then incredibly loyal to. Like, he's he's been one of the biggest sweethearts in the, yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, so, before we get into the next thing... Um, I want to let everyone that's listening know hmm. we're about to get into Avengers Infinity War. Yes. Um, the reason we want to is because I need to talk to somebody about it. Oh my god, me too. And I'm just letting you know right now, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Everything. Every single second of it. So, go ahead, stop it, watch it, come back, or listen if you don't care about spoilers, if you're no. a maniac. You're a maniac. Uh, Just go watch it's it's good, man. Just go watch it. Yeah, so so with that being said, holy shit. Oh my fucking god, Kyle. How, oh my how long oh my god. I've seen it twice now. I'm gonna see it tomorrow again for the yeah, second time. I actually might go back Sunday to see it for oh my god. It just when the credits rolled I didn't know I, what to do. I didn't say a word for fifteen minutes. I, I same. I was driving my girlfriend home. And I was quiet for like the entire ride. I was just like, "Oh my god!" It's you, oh my god. You, you know what got me? It was obviously Gamora's uh, death. That was it, touching. It, it was very touching. Especially, and... yeah, I connect with Thanos. That's yeah. the most. I connect with the. I feel for him. I'm like, oh yeah. man, like you're putting everything on the line, and like so well acted and and animated. It's Absolutely. insanely good. Like you can feel that that man, oh, the man, purple yeah. thing, <laughs> is hurting because he's killing his daughter, his love. It's mm-hmm. it's oh my god. And it, it's also a great thing when you look back at how he uh, communicates with Nebula. You can tell he hates her. He doesn't give a shit about Nebula. No, but and Gamora. He's a great scene where he just she shows up and. Just he spews hate at her. Yeah, he's, he's just like, oh, look, look who it is, like some shit like that. Whereas yeah. with Gamora, it was all sweet talking and all down low and all like all yeah. about love. It's so good. Yeah. So when obviously that that moment is so sad and it it 
It made it hurt. It absolutely. But I'll tell you what broke me. I I know what you're gonna say, <laughs> and I agree. Peter Parker. Oh my god, I knew it. I was crying. <laughs> Clinging to Tony, saying, "I'm not ready. I I I don't want to go." Goosebumps. Goosebumps oh. right now. I'm getting goosebumps right now. I'm getting goosebumps. Oh my god, it it was. I was I was okay. Obviously, I was sad and shocked at what was happening of of Groot dying and Black Panther dying and Bucky. Every, Scarlet Witch and all these people. All of the new but, Avengers. But when when Spidey says that to Tony and you realize it's just something else to bother Tony. Mm-hmm. Tony is now responsible for this kid who is an innocent kid. 100%. It's... And, it's, it's You remember that scene in Spider-Man Homecoming where he's in all the debris and yes. Tom Holland does such an amazing job of acting of like, this isn't funny anymore. I'm a kid. I need help. And yep. you, you mm-hmm. can feel the anxiety behind it this is yeah. exactly the same where you can hear like that kid voice of him like oh i'm a kid i'm not ready to die like i was just yeah. this was fun it's not fun anymore i'm dying it's so fucking heartbreaking it, it is and uh uh what was i gonna say i lost it but it's okay it's just it's it's so well crafted and it, it's it's such a great end to 10 years. Ni- 10 18, years. What is it, 18? 19, 18 movies. This is the 19th. Like. It's insane. It's. I can't. It's, it's hard to put into words the amount of planning and. Uh, oh my god. It's. It's just. It's. It's such an incredible feat. I. I. Yeah. I tweeted out that. Infinity War. Is an absolutely incredible feat. And one that will has to go down in history, as of like cinematographic history, as one yeah. of the most amazing amazing things ever achieved. Absolutely, there's never been anything remotely close to this. This is mm-hmm. history in the making. Yeah, and, and to to what I couldn't say before, I just remembered it was for a a company to trust Kevin Feige into to steering. All these different characters and storylines. For 10 years. For 10 years. And even the worst of the movies were still decent comic book movies. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and to have that kind of uh, quality throughout for 10 years, it's unheard of. It's unparalleled. It's unheard of. And the most insane thing is how much they delivered on this movie. Tim Gettys was saying that this was the opposite of The Last Jedi for him. Mm-hmm. And I even like or don't like The Last Jedi, I 100% understand what he's saying. Because coming into The Last Jedi, I had so many questions. And I was incredibly excited. I'm like, oh, they're going to knock it out of the park. Yeah. And then I came out and some of those questions were answered. Some of those answers I didn't like. Some of them I did like. It's It was a little bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. For Infinity War, like when we were going up to the theater, I was talking with my girlfriend and I was like, I'm actually kind of worried about this. Yeah. I was like, I'm I don't think they can do this. I was like, it's impossible. It's a part one. They they can't do this. I was like, I I'm worried about this. I feel like I might have overhyped myself. Mm-hmm. And it was there was a specific moment and it was after the whole Loki scene happens back in New York where it's, you know, Iron Man and Doctor Strange and um, Hulk trying to fight. 
Yeah. When they're fighting. I, I don't remember that guy's name. Wong? Yeah. Yeah. So in that moment, I was like, huh. I'm like, I think they might pull this off. And then Tony goes to space and then Peter and I was like, I turned around and I was like, they're, they're doing this. Like, I was like, they're doing this right. Like, I like everything so far. And it kept going and going and going. And I was just so tense throughout the movie. Because yeah. it's so perfectly paced how the stakes are raised instantly. Because you have the scene with Thanos and Shore and Loki. And, you know, they bring out the Hulk. And then that moment for a second in your brain, everybody's like, oh, shit, they got Hulk. Yeah, you know, like oh my god, nobody beats the Hulk, yeah. and Thanos proceeds to eat Hulk's lunch, like yeah. he just destroys the beast. Like Hulk in Avengers, he did what he did that to Loki, exactly. And, and Thor Ragnarok, he did that to Thor, and now he got it done to himself, where he gets put into the floor. He gets destroyed, like he doesn't yeah. even stand a chance. Yeah. And it's such a moment of we have never seen anything this powerful before. Yep. And shout out to uh, Thanos, um, his crew of bad guys. Yes, absolutely. They're all awesome. Whatever screen time they got, I think they killed it. Yeah. The only one I didn't like. Yeah, 100%. The only one I didn't like was Proxima Midnight. Is mostly because of the CG. I feel like it was a little too Steppenwolf-like and... You know, that was kind of the only character that kind of, like, failed, like, three times throughout the movie. But all the other ones were so terrifying. Like, the guy who controls, like, who just moves things. Absolutely terrifying. And I love the way that they took him out. But he was absolutely terrifying. Like, this guy just is, like, kind of unbeatable. How the hell do you beat this guy? And then the giant hulking guy is... From the go, the movie tells you, hey... You've never seen anything even remotely close to this power. And throughout the movie, it's only going to get more powerful. And anybody could die at any moment. Yeah, like they killed Heimdall. Like it was nothing. Super fucking fast. Like it was nothing. Then Loki. Then makes Thor look like a a chump. Absolutely. Uh, Not Thor, excuse me, Hulk. Yeah. Um, And then they make it seem like Thor's gone. I mean, obviously, if you see the trailers, you know he wasn't gone. But, but it was still a moment of... It was still... Listen, there was a moment in this movie, just to skip ahead a little yeah. bit more, where Tony Stark gets stabbed. Yep. And my entire theater yelled, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't know. You're like, are they really going to fucking just kill Tony Stark right now? Because it's different to kill somebody before he does the snap as to the snap. Because, you know, obviously everybody who turned to dust is going to come back. Like, I have no worries on that. At least some people. Like, I obviously Spider-Man comes back. We know that. The Guardians of the Galaxy are going to come back. We know that. Mm -hmm. But what I believe is that everybody who died before that won't be able to come back. Yeah. So anybody who, like, Thanos actually killed, physically Mm -hmm. killed, Mm -hmm. wasn't going to come back. And for a second there... You thought Iron Man was going to be one of those people. Yeah. And it's... Because you, you saw Thanos kill other heroes already. Exactly. You've seen point. him do it. And it's Tony Stark. He's a human. He got stabbed. He's, you know, he's throwing up blood. It's... You're like, oh, is this happening right now? And I love the moment of Doctor Strange. I had a conversation at work today where a guy was like, 
why the hell would Doctor Strange give Thanos the stone? He's like, ah, that makes no sense. I'm like, it makes perfect sense. I was like, it makes exact, it makes perfect sense because he says he saw the only single one outcome and where they win. So he knows that Tony is integral to it. He is incredibly important for us to win. So he, Tony needs to live. Yep. So that's why he's like, here's the stone. And I, I, I also love how the movie ends and after everyone gets, you know, turned to dust and it's the OG Avengers. And I didn't realize that until, until kind of funny. Car. No, I remember ah. halfway on the drive home. I was recounting like who's left. And I got to, I was like, well, there's Thor, there's Hulk, mm-hmm. there's Tony. And then it started to sink in. It's like, oh, brilliant. Shit. Cap, Widow. We don't know about Hawkeye yet. Who knows? But... It's brilliant. So a part of me thinks that I was trying to match it up to see if the heroes who uh, vanished, uh, if they have their uh, an equal counterpart that's still alive. Mm. And if in the second part, if each one of them have to give up their lives to bring back one of them. Oh, my God. And it, it's pretty damn close. Everyone one to one. The thing, the thing that this movie does so well is not only it already kills lots of people, but it tells you, hey, um, when part four comes around, sacrifices will have to be made. Like, it yeah. won't be, oh, let's bring everybody back. It's like, no, yeah. some people are going to have to die because you can see how hard it, like, how tough it is right now. It's yeah. just, and yeah, I didn't realize the OG Avengers thing until the kind of funny MCU in review where Tim mm-hmm. mentions that. I'm like, yep. oh my God, it's the, all the OG plus like Rocket Raccoon. There's Rocket and Nebula. Nebula, exactly. And, um, Okoye. From yeah, exactly. Nebula can't be killed because she's a robot, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But exactly, it's... For a real quick second, I thought, Tony's by himself on Titan. I and did. Then I, and then I was like, wait, no, Nebula's there. Thank God. For a second. <laughs> yeah, the more I thought about this movie, the more brilliant I thought it was. Because originally, I was like, oh, like, it sucks that they almost took the, the gauntlet out of, out of Thanos... But then Peter, you know, which, by the way, pause, sidebar. Yeah. I, it was such a great buildup to the Peter finding out that Gamora is dead and losing it. Mm-hmm. That's why they did that scene in Guardians 2 where he finds out about the mom. It's to yeah. show you in the future, hey, when Peter is mad, he doesn't control himself. Everything gets thrown out the window. It's, it's all about brilliant. Revenge. That's why they yeah. do it in Guardians 2. So that when this time happens, you as a viewer go, oh shit, he's going to lose it. But the thing I loved that I was thinking, I was like, ah, man, it sucks because they could have just taken the gauntlet off. And then it's like, okay, let's pretend like they did take the gauntlet off. Which they did. They did. For a and Thanos had to put it second. back on real quick. It was off his hand. But imagine they take it off and he's still kind of half asleep. Yeah. What do they do next? That, that was the thing I was thinking of. They're in a desert planet. Yeah. They don't know how to use this thing. They probably would die if they put it on, and then Thanos would just regain his strength, beat the shit out of them, and put it back on. So I was like, yeah, cause, "Oh, because like screwed. what he says to Tony when Tony gets that one punch and he draws one drop of blood, Thanos like all of that for a little bit of blood." Exactly. So it's like, hey, even if you had taken the gauntlet off, you're you're screwed, man. I'm to I'm yeah. you're screwed. I I adore this movie. I I, I also love. Um... I don't know if you were you a fan of Arrested Development. A little bit, yes. Okay, the I noticed uh, today when I watched it for the second time, 
just like in Civil War where they had the stair car in the airport scene, uh, Tobias, the never nude, is actually in one of the collector's cages. That's beautiful. I saw that on the on the credits. I didn't know exactly where he was, yep. but I'm going to look for it tomorrow. Now. Yeah, he, brilliant. he's when they're walking into um, where they're trying to sneak up on Thanos. Behind Star Lord, you see this blue blue dude with uh, jeans. Oh my god, on. that's brilliant! It's I love so it. good. I was so happy to see that's that. That's absolutely but brilliant. That's another scene where it didn't. I was like, okay, yes, they got there in time. You know, they're gonna. There's gonna be a fight. Obviously, I thought Thanos was going to get the stone eventually, yeah. but I had no idea he already had it. And when you see the reveal of that, like the swipe. And it goes back and everything's burning and for me, already has it. Oh. oh, yeah. It was such a moment of like that if you hurt this moment, you'd be like, that's fake. That didn't happen because I was in the movie theater and it was happening and Gamora was crying. And then mm-hmm. it sort of hit me before it happened. And I just like audibly went like, oh, no. Yeah. He already has it. And my girlfriend was like, what? I'm like, he already has a stone. And then the swipe happened. And it was like a thing like, ah, fuck. And that's every time he gets a stone, you see what that stone does for him. Every single time. They use every single stone. stone. Yeah, the power stone, obviously, we've seen in Guardians, so we already knew that power. When he gets the space stone, he can teleport now. He can just show up wherever the Mm -hmm. hell he wants. Reality stone, we saw that. You saw the white. Of course. The soul stone, it took me a while to figure out what that was. On the fight on Titan, he turned, like, the rocks from the moon or something into bats. And I, It's awesome. It, I didn't see it the first uh, opening night when I saw it. I was like, okay, the bats, I don't know where they came from. It's, and the other thing that I, I the other moment that was just like that, in that entire fight in Wakanda, uh-huh. like, from the go, when, like, Scarlet Witch is, like, destroying Vision, I'm like, it's it's worthless, guys, like, from the go, I knew what was going to happen. And it was such a feeling of dread of, like, you lost. It's over. Yeah. Like, you, this beautiful scene where, like, they think they're going to win. They think they have it. It explodes. And, like, yeah, they think they got it. And you see Thanos just calmly walking. And everybody already knew that they were screwed because he just yeah. uses a time stone and put it, puts it right back. And, it's like, and he made Vision relive his death twice. Yes. That's oh. fucked up. Another thing that I need to give this movie a shout out, because so far we've been going on about how dark it is, because it's incredibly dark, Mm -hmm. yet it's hilarious. It's it's probably one of the funniest Marvel movies, which is insane because Mm -hmm. it's the darkest Marvel movie. Yeah. It is the Empire Strikes Back of a new generation, 100%. But it's also as hilarious as Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. It's like Absolutely. what? They cut. How, how do they pull it off? I, I, well, I know that um, James Gunn was brought in to write the Guardian stuff, which was which beautiful. That's sh- that shot where it goes into space and you start hearing the music and it just says space. You're yep. like, okay, I know where we're going now. Yeah. And, and not to get off topic of the comedy, but amongst all the Marvel movies, I love the way this one looks the most. Yes. It's probably the most colorful. Hundred percent. Every every place has a different feel and look to it. There's so many moments where, like, once I buy it on Blu-ray, 
if I pause it at certain times, it's going to look like a painting. You can hang it up a hundred percent. Absolutely. But going back to the comedy, like having Thor call rocket rabbit. Hilarious. I really love, I adore that they kept the rock, the Thor from Ragnarok. Yeah. It, it didn't go back to the brooding, like, dark Thor. That uh-huh. No, it's the same Thor from Ragnarok that just likes to crack jokes and likes to be yeah. positive. I love that because he's like, no, yeah, this is how he is now. It's it's brilliant. And that amazing scene where he's in the ship, in the ship with Rocket and he's trying to stay positive and make jokes, but he's slowly realizing, I have nobody left. Yeah. Like, everybody I know is dying and it's... Like you, he starts to like crying a little bit, but he's still smiling. It's such a scene of like, oh my god, mm-hmm. we've seen every single thing that you described. We've seen it happen over the course yeah. of ten years. Yeah. We've been there, and it's what? When can you say that? When can you say, oh yeah, those ten years of movies that your entire family has has died? I've seen, I've seen that. Everyone, yeah. And, a, and it's not just yeah, it's not just like in a montage scene or. They've always talked about it. We've never seen it. No, we've no. seen every You've single seen one it. in You've great seen detail. It. Uh, another super funny moment, and I wish there was more of it, was uh, Strange and Wong at the beginning. Oh my god, yes. Where they're talking about the sandwich and, and how much... I really love that. I know the people I was in the theater w- with were like groaning at that part. No, I think I thought it was great. But All of it. The, and again... Doctor Strange and Tony together. It's brilliant. I, it, they're looking at at a mirror. They're the what same a brilliant, exactly. Douchebag people, and for them to call each other out on it is such a great. What a idea brilliant idea! Exactly. Whoever came up with that is a genius. Because when you watch Doctor Strange, you're like, "This guy reminds me of Iron Man in his old days." It's like, "Oh, it's such a similar history. Like he's an asshole. He's a douchebag. He gets his coming. It's such a similar story." And then Marvel went like, "Yeah, we know." Now let's make them meet and just like have the same person pretty much two times. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's so good. Yeah, if if you're listening to this and you decided to listen to us talk about all the spoilers and stuff, and you haven't seen it, come on, come on, go, 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 do that. It's gonna make a billion, two billion dollars. Easy. This movie is just, it's just hilarious. It's incredibly dark, Mm -hmm. and it's just. An incredible achievement that just how like and also it might have my favorite post credit scene. Yes, such a good post credit scene, a hundred percent. Because it you get to see what it looks like on the ground floor. Because sure, seeing yeah. all the heroes kind of like disappear and then and like fade away, it's like ah, oh, oh that sucks. But when you see just regular people in a car crashing into another car and the helicopter like crashing into the building, it's like. Oh my god, there's ramifications for this. Like, it's not just the heroes, it's mm-hmm. the entire universe. And then, yeah, obviously, I mean, the Captain Marvel shout out. Well, yeah, but I mean, just seeing uh, Fury. Go. Exactly. And Maria. Which I mean, was... we hadn't seen Fury since Civil War. That was a long. Yeah. No, not Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier. No, he was in Civil War, too. He was? Oh, wait. Was it Civil War or Ultron? No, he he wasn't he because he left he leaves in 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 Winter Soldier. He's like, I'm gonna go find blah yeah, blah blah. Yeah, but then blah, he blah. comes back in Ultron. All right, well he's at the farm in the with the tractor. That's true. That's true. Well, we have we hadn't seen him in a in a long time. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Let's just say a long time because that's true. Yeah. We hadn't seen him in forever. We didn't know was what he was up to, mm-hmm. and he just he just fades away. And, and of you, course, you really 
realize how important he is in that scene because he obviously, now that we know that Captain Marvel is going to take place in the 90s, and yeah. he's a part of that, but he always has a link to everybody. He's That's, always there. He knows where everybody is. I adore that thing about that just about Nick Fury that even when he's dying in a split second, he knows exactly what to do. Yeah. Like in a split second of like everybody's dying, I'm dying. All right, this is what we got to do. Instant, and he connects it, and he has a secret gadget, and he does it, and he's gonna figure it out. It's gonna be a long year wait. It's gonna be an incredibly long year wait, especially got Ant Man and the Wasp in two months. Cause you know that those motherfuckers are gonna make post credit scene that are probably like you're gonna have Ant Man and the Wasp, and it's gonna be great, and then the post credit scene is gonna be Scott Lang and the Wasp fading away, and it's just oh, like, okay. I hope not. I I I feel it. At least one of them, or at least like I feel like Hawkeye is probably going to be a part of Ant Man and the Wasp since since Uh they were mentioned to be like together by the events of um, Infinity War. So I feel like he's probably going to be a part of that, and it might be that thing of like both of them fading away, but Hawkeye like sticking out, and that's a post credit scene. Because what else you can't do another kind of post credit scene, and you have to assume that the post credit scene is Captain Marvel is probably like her receiving the message of Nick Fury or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's got to be. Or or she does get that message in the movie. You know, because yeah. I, I, I have a feeling that that beeper, whatever it is, it's not aligned to her at the moment. It might be I like... I feel like in the movie itself in the 90s, he, it's like a time-traveling thing. I wouldn't be surprised. They've been super secretive about that movie, and there's a reason. Yeah. There Absolutely. is 100% a reason that ties back to Infinity War in a way that we don't even know. Yeah. And I'm I'm super excited now to see what the title of Avengers 4 is. Yeah. Because they've been so cagey about that. And can I just say I adore, I adore how sneaky those Marvel fuckers are. Because... <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but for a long time ago, there was this thing of like, ah, Zoe Zaldana is screwed up. She gave out the name of the new Avengers movie because she says yep. Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And Marvel just let that be because they're like, you motherfuckers don't know that she dies before this movie. So she had no idea. Yeah. It's like uh, one of those little things that just immediately debunks that theory. It's like, yeah. no. Well, real quick, uh, what do you think the next Avengers movie is called? Oh my god, I've been thinking about this for such a long time, and uh-huh. I honestly, I don't think it's going to be Infinity Gauntlet. I don't think they would no. have been so, so quiet about that. I, I, I've been thinking a lot. I've heard um, Avengers Forever. I'm like, okay, I, I see that, but I don't think that... They've been cagey about it in the way that, no, it's too spoilery, so I feel like it needs to reference the half of something. Okay. You know, like the fight for the half, like something. Obviously, not that I'm not good at naming yeah, things, yeah, but yeah. something that tells you, yeah, like we're just fighting for what's left. Something Part of like me, that. I, I saw this online in the Facebook, the kind of funny Facebook group. I saw it on Twitter. I'm really liking the name of Avengers uh, Assemble. I love that. Just let's get fucking together, and let's get that moment of them coming together, save their friends kick Thanos's ass that'd be a really cool name because it's just like hey it's the OG Avengers and you guys gotta assemble you gotta put you gotta bury the hatchet Tony and um, Cap just yeah that was something else I wanted to bring up I was so worried 
that Tony or Cap or both were going to die without them being able to see each other face to face. Yeah. And bury the hatchet because those two are so important to this whole damn thing. They're pretty much the central main. And central I would have things. been, I, I would have been so disappointed if they both died and they didn't get that redeeming moment with each other. They could have. It's the insane thing is that there are so many different things that they could have done in this movie that would have just disappointed you slightly like that. Like maybe if Iron Man would have died in that scene would have been an amazing scene, but then it would have been like, Oh, but then he never gets to like see cap like their friends. Come on. They absolutely nailed every decision. Like I can't look back and see a decision. I'm like, ah, I wish they hadn't done that. Like, I feel like everything that they did, I'm like, that's awesome. And that just leaves me intrigued for whatever's next. Yeah. I'm, I also just want to watch every single deleted scene. Because you know there's got to be some good stuff that they had to cut. 100%. 100%. There's so I much hope, content in this movie. I hope it's a lot of, like, Black Order stuff. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd so be really a cool. A bit more backstory, but... Uh, and I, I, th- I think I'm really appreciated by Marvel that they're doing, re- like, lately. I think the most notable one was Thor Ragnarok and this one, where they mislead you in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Where or like they hide away. It actually started in Civil War, kinda, where they kind of yep. like hide away something. Because in Civil War, you have that airport scene, but then they don't show that Spider Man is in that. You know, like running, yep. and then in Thor Ragnarok, you have that scene where he falls out and he has like kind of like the lightning everywhere. Yeah. But it showed like it just his two eyes. Yep. But it's actually he only has one eye. And then in this movie, I feel like it's a Hulk in Wakanda. There's a scene of Hulk running around yep. Wakanda like fighting, Hulk doesn't even come out anymore it's no. it's kind of like misleading you in the trailers there's, but not in a way a that's lying things, yeah there's a couple things in the trailer that are not in the movie yeah that that running up shot of falcon and, and war machine and hulk running yep. to wakanda uh thanos holding thor's head and yes. Thor screaming no that's not in the movie that's not in the movie um the scene where spider-man is flipping through the rocks and stuff in the trailer he doesn't have the uh the legs come out from the mm. suit which he does in the movie, and he's also juggling Mantis in the movie. In the trailer, yeah, he's, he's just by himself. I, I really enjoy that, because now with technologies nowadays, you can show things about the movie and not spoil it too much, and yeah. they're they're doing such a great job of that. It's like, hey, there's this really cool scene about Spider-Man going in the rocks. You don't need to know that he has the Iron Spider suit and that Mantis is in danger, so we're just going to take that part off. And yep. you can see, oh yeah, Iron Man. And then they show you certain things that aren't lying to you. It's not like they say, oh, Captain America dies and then he doesn't die. It's more of like, oh, look, the Hulk. It's like, actually, yes. no, not the Hulk. And then they they don't just rip it away from under you. They actually make it an important thing. Like, oh no, Hulk can't doesn't want to come out because he's so terrified of Thanos. Yeah. And it's, it's like, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I, I love it. And oh, I just thought of another one where... Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner is outside the Hulkbuster armor. Exactly, he's like talking or something. Talking to like to like um somebody uh, in Wakanda. I don't know. What yeah, it is, it, but I, that's I, not in the movie. The way that the trailer made it out to be is uh, Scarlett Johansson. I it's, forgot. Yeah. But, oh yeah, because we thought that might have been the first time they yeah that they other. that they see each other, and that's not not at the movie at all. Yeah. It's I, I hope I hope more movies make trailers like this where they still hype you up for it. Yeah. But when you see the movie, uh, nothing is really spoiled for you. Even the lines of dialogue were mm-hmm. in different places, mm-hmm. and just I just uh, masterclass. 
100%. Just imagine in that Thor Ragnarok, if in that trailer you see him come down and he's missing one eye, that would have been like, oh, well, that sucks. Like, now I know that he lost, that he loses an eye. Whereas when the movie's happening, like, I specifically remember when he gets his eye cut out, I'm like, wait, that scene hasn't happened. And he had, he had both eyes in that scene. And then you see the exact same scene just without an eye. Like, oh, you showed me a cool scene, but you didn't spoil the like cool trick behind it, and it's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so now that we spoiled Infinity War for you, oh my god, <laughs> oh it's god. time for the one segment that I have on the show. Is my guest brings an old game over Greggy topic, and we discuss it amongst ourselves because we've all been listening to episodes where we have something we want to chime in with, but. They're on a TV or in your speakers in your car. They can't hear you no matter how mm-hmm. loud you say it. So what do you got for me, Mario? All right. So when I first came into the, um, you know, to the show, I had two ideas. Yep. One of them is very much related to what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. One of them is very much not. Yeah. I want to go through the first one, and we might even have time to go through the second one because I sure. think it's going to be pretty fast for both of them. Okay. Yeah. So the first one. I'm going to add a little twist to it as well because okay. it's the ranking the MCU, the really bad ranking that they did that one time. <laughs> yeah, I the love one them. where MCU in the review happened. Exactly. I'm very glad that it happened because now I can agree with the ranking a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I don't want us to go through the, all the 18 movies. I feel like right now it's going to be a lot more work because we're not prepared for this. So yeah. I want to hear your top five MCU movies. Including Infinity War, and okay. I'll give you mine. Okay. Um, so I I actually have my list up because I use an app called Letterbox. Yes. Uh, which is awesome. Um, so my top five going from five. Uh, five is Black Panther. Ooh. When, okay. When I when I saw Black Panther in theater the first time, the the visuals combined with the amazing soundtrack, incredible, with just. Uh, a different kind of hero, um, which I know some people might fight me on. He's basically like Tony Stark, but a more humble version of him. But it was in a, a different setting, and he was just a a nobility type of tale. Yeah. And plus, Killmonger is so damn good. One of the best villains. The, the first villain where you actually can see where he's coming from and can agree with him. Oh yeah. Points. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, Black Panther's my number five. It's a good uh, one. Spider-Man Homecoming is four. Ah, uh, yes. Oh my god. I mean, I don't think I need to explain why. No, not at all. It's the Spider-Man we've always wanted. And it's another one where the villain, like, he's talking and you're like, I kind of feel where you're coming from. Like, yeah, like everything's been taken from you. You're yep. the little man. You're just looking out for yourself. It's like, yeah. Plus one of the best reveals I've ever seen in a theater when the, he opens that door when Peter comes to pick up Liz. It's in it's the best it's one of the best twists that the MCU has done. Yep. Before Infinity War, I probably would have said the best yeah. twist, but then Infinity about, War like happened. an audience gasping at the everybody. same moment. Oh, everybody. Was... There's just an audible <gasps> from everybody like, "Oh my god." Yep. Uh number 3 for me is Guardians 2. Oh, I completely agree with that. I love, uh, I love that selection. Rewatching it because of MCU and review, I was a little not down on it when I first saw it in theaters. But like, I love the first one so damn much, mm-hmm. and this one 
hit some of the notes fairly well, but I couldn't help but feel a little disappointed on it. Uh, but when I rewatched it at home on my TV two weeks ago before Infinity War, I felt so engrossed in the story and I I lost it when Yandu dies. Exactly. Uh, that's that's the one for me. That's that's the point that for me, like watching the movie, I was going back and forth in my head. Like, do I like this better than one? Do I like this better than one? Is it? Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's honestly, it's neck to neck. And then yeah. that moment where Yandu dies in the funeral, I'm like, now it's volume two is better. Like, I was no doubt. I was like, it's, it has to be volume two. Yeah, yeah. Because talk about like a character death that meant something meant and... a lot and if somebody had told you in the previous movie like hey you're gonna cry when this guy dies you would have been like come on but yep. it's it's like people have been asking for the mcu to do you know like to have stakes and deaths that matter and yep. this is a death that has such an emotional depth on the main characters on all of them and it matters and it changes the world yep. and it's phenomenal it's so well done it's, it's also like bringing your own personal stuff especially with that character i i see i see myself in yandu a little bit at that moment where like to my nieces who i help raise and 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 therefore i feel like i'm their daddy you know and, and for for that realization to come at the end of that movie it just tugged at my it's, heart yeah. more than ever. And, oh he, my god, I love it so much. Yeah, he might have been your father, but he ain't your daddy. It's such a good scene. Absolutely. Um, my number two is Civil War. Yes. I mean, before Infinity War, that was the something I didn't think could ever happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that airport, airport scene alone. Um, the introduction of Black Panther, which was awesome. It was really well done. The, yeah. a, another reveal in the theater where you find out that uh, Bucky killed Tony's dad. Such a great twist. But then, even then, like, yeah, you feel bad that, or you can see that Tony feels is mad that Bucky killed dad. But when he finds out that he also killed his mom, it's and that, how that scene, made him snap. Oh, that scene is so brilliant. Where like it's like Cap is like Cap is like telling Tony like it wasn't his fault. He 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 was brainwashed, and yeah. Tony just goes like, I know. But he killed my mom. It's such a moment of like, yeah, you're right, man. He he killed your mom. Like, like what can you say? How can you? He killed my mom. Like, it's true, man. He killed your mom. Like, I get it. I completely understand it. And one of my favorite things about Civil War and obviously the airport scene. Like, I'm not gonna talk about that because you know everybody talks about that. Mm-hmm. But I adore the villain because he wins. How many times do you see a villain? Well, now you see a villain win. Yeah. Before Infinity War, how many times did you see a villain win? And not like, oh, I won, but then you kind of took it away. It's like, I won. I did what I needed to do. I am not strong. I'm smarter than all of you. And I played you all like puppets. And I broke you guys up. I broke up the Avengers. Yep. It's brilliant. And that's something I'm so happy with the MCU and review. That's something I've always said since Civil War has come out. Like, people have been really hard on Baron Zemo as a villain. I'm like, but guys, he won. He won. Like, what? I mean, yeah, he's not flashy. He doesn't have superpowers. There's no but he cool wins. fights with him. That's the cool thing about him. He the Avengers. He wins what his plan is 
completed at the end exactly. of the movie. Exactly. Because the entire, the entire movie, it makes you believe, like, okay, this guy's going to wake up all the super soldiers and he just wants yep. world domination. And then that scene where all the super soldiers, super soldiers are, are dead. And then you slowly realize that the mission report that he's been asking for the entire movie is Tony's parents' deaths. And it's... Yeah. It's... It's, it's so good. well done. It's so good. Yeah. He wins. Come on. So that's number two, and then I gotta put Infinity War number of one. Of course, man. I know it Come just. On. I know it just Come came on. out. Come but on. I've already seen it twice. No. It's, it's the best. It's, it's the Come best. on. It's not even close. Like I, I, I had one tweet out. Like it was like, holy shit, Infinity War is the best birthday present. And then I had that tweet that I told you, like, yeah, like oh, what an what an insane achievement. And then I was thinking, I'm like. I need to say, like, I need to say what I'm thinking, and what I'm thinking is, this is the best movie Marvel has put out. I'm like, yeah, you, it's not, it's not even fair. Like, it's by far number one. I also don't care that it's not a standalone movie. I don't give a at, shit. At, at, That's at the point, point. If you haven't seen any of the other ones, and you go to see this one be, just because, I'm sorry you feel lost. But for me, that have has been along for the ride for ten fucking years. It's the same reason why. When Toy Story 3 came out, and I was so fucking emotional at the end of that movie. Of course, of and course. And when I saw it in my summer camp, and the kids were like, Mr. Kyle, why are you crying? Like, you don't understand. I grew you don't up get with this. Woody. Exactly. I grew up with Woody. I grew up with Buzz. I've I've grown as a person with them. Same thing with this. I've grown with these heroes. And to see him at this point is just like... Kyle. Whipped cream on top. Just, um, just to creep everybody out in the audience, and even saying this makes me feel weird. When the Marvel Cinematic Universe started, I was 10 years old. Good Lord. When it started, I was your age right now. Exactly. (laughs) I was 10 years old. 10 years old. Barely just 10 years old. Like, I, like, a couple months before that, I had a single digit in my age. Mm -hmm. And now, here I am, a 20-year-old who has watched every single movie pretty much opening night. Yep. How am I supposed to be like, oh, well, it doesn't stand alone. It's like, come on. This has been uh, like something that I've grown up with my like pretty much my entire life. Yeah. It's not supposed to stand alone. It's I was so scared going into this movie because I'm like, they can't they can't pull this off. There's too many expectations. There's mm-hmm. too much hanging on this. Yeah. And they pulled it off and they exceeded my expectations. So. Yeah. No doubt. No uh, doubt. So, uh, it looks like we have the same number one. We do absolutely have the same number one. But what one. is your five through two? Five through two. All right. Uh, okay, that's a tough one. Let's see. Let me make sure I got the count right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carry the one. Yeah, I got I to gotta make sure, you know, because... <laughs> okay, so, yeah. <laughs> looks like I do get it right. Let's see. Yes. So, number five... For me, is Thor Ragnarok. That was my six. Thor Ragnarok is just. Who would have thought that the Thor movie would have been this good? Absolutely. It's just that because you have, you have the two trilogy, well, the three thri- trilogies of the MCU. You got Iron Man, Cap, and Thor, right? Yeah. Iron Man one, amazing. Iron Man two came out to a little. I'm like, ah, people weren't too sure on it. I still like it. Yeah. Iron Man 3, incredibly div- incredibly divisive. I love it. I adore Iron Man 3. I think mm-hmm. it's a really, really, really good movie. A lot of people don't. Then you got the Cap trilogy, which I will say it, 
one of the best trilogies like in yeah. superheroes like the obviously it goes the dark knight trilogy that's untouchable mm-hmm. and then right below is is that captain america trilogy because we got first avenger which i love a lot of people are like shaky yeah. on it i love it and you have fucking winter soldier which i will get to because yeah. it's there and then you have civil war which yeah. was the best movie the mcu had, had ever made before infinity war i mean i would also say going back to what you just said it's probably one of the best trilogies in cinema i agree it's Maybe such a the dark Knight it's a perfect it's so trilogy good. it's so good it's so good it's high up there with best trilogies and then you have the thor trilogy oh. where it's like thor one and you're just kind of like ah, ah, i was that was okay like i mean i get it it, it was, was, it was just fun. way over the top yeah you're like it's over the top it's fun i get it it's fine i, I like i i enjoy thor Thor 1 is kind of the movie that set up Avengers the most out of all of them. Like, oh, the mo- I feel like most of the history was very linked to, to Thor 1. So I'm like, okay, I get it. It's cool. Then we don't talk about the other one. We just don't talk about the Dark World. That's not. No. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about these fucks. Yeah, that doesn't ha- that didn't happen. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> just awful. Like, not awful, but come on. Like... It- it was even on Thor Sanders from one to two. It makes one look like amazing, a really fucking good movie. Oh yeah, it's not. which it's not. So like, yeah. to me, Dark World is the only like, oh my gosh, movie out of out of like the eighteen movies is the only one that's like, this is like borderline bad. Yeah. So, ugh. and then it's like, well, you know about all these dark movies that we were making. How about? How about we get this guy from New Zealand who's known for doing weird ass comedies? We how about we make it eighties themed for no reason, no reason at all. Just I like how the, it's cool, eighties themed. Fucking throw some throw some Led Zeppelin in there. Let's let's cut Thor's hair up and let's make him crack jokes. And then all those reports when the movie was leading up is like, oh yeah, like most of the movies improvised. So you're like, what? What? Yeah, and and, and not to mention. It's going to be a buddy cop. Hulk exactly. Thor. A buddy cop Hawk and Thor movie that's mostly improvised. Yeah. You're like, what the hell is this movie? And then you watch it and you're like, yes. Like as soon as tan taka taka and tan taka taka, you're like, yes, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. such a funny movie. So much heart. I, I, and like, I, I also love Hela more than I think most people do. I do too. I do too. I, I, she's, she's scary. Does she not make a huge impact on the world? Some people say yes, some people say no. I feel like mm. she is a reason why Asgard is no more. Absolutely. You know, and like this. This isn't really spoiling anything from Infinity War, but I'm not. I'm not so sure we haven't seen the last of her. I'm. Pre- I'm pretty sure. I we'll wouldn't be surprised. Fucking Red Skull came back, which fuck that was such a good, cool moment, by the way. Oh, oh, uh, uh the Red Skull. No, I'm just saying maybe I'll have to edit that out because we're at a spoiler territory. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. Sorry. Beep and cut. Whatever. Cut. Anyway. Yeah. So, Thor Ragnarok, I absolutely just love it. I think it's so funny. So good. So good. Yeah. Then number four, I put Spider-Man Homecoming as well. Mm-hmm. You hit on all the notes. I think yeah. it's just, it's just the Spider-Man we were desperately 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 needing yeah it was just such a so so well done tom holland just killed it the writers 
It was the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Couldn't love the movie more. Yep. Number three, I I have Captain America Winter Soldier, which I just adore. Like I do too, and that was really hard for me to move down because that was my number one for such a long time. It's a really but well-made movie. Seeing all these really good movies lately, I just... Which one am I going to watch again? It's not like I'm not going to watch Winter Soldier again because I've seen it about eight, nine times at yeah. this point. It, there's just something more... There's something about the other movies where I can get more out of it at this point. Which oh, yeah. is why I bumped it down. Listen, like, Marvel, right after they, I believe, like, Thor The Dark World, pretty sure that was the last one that was like, oh, God. Right after that, they just knocked it out of the park, like, mm-hmm. one time after another. Like, every movie that came out after that was like, oh, this is the best movie they've made. Okay, yeah. this is the best movie they've made. All right, this is... It's a, they just kept knocking them out of the park, which... Because they, they invested in directors that care about the characters. Exactly, exactly. That's why we're getting these incredible films. Exactly. So, Thor, you get Taika Waititi. It's, like, such a phenomenal, phenomenal director. Winter Soldier is just such a such a good bring back to the Cap character because after Avengers and stuff, he was kind of a little more on the goofy side. Not goofy, but, you know, he didn't get all... Wholesome Steve Rogers. Exactly. It was like more like campy, like, yeah, I'm, your, I'm the Boy Scout. It's like we haven't really explored what a guy who, you know, was freezed for 70 years looked like. looks like. Like we haven't even touched that. Mm-hmm. And so... It's such a phenomenal story of espionage that you just wouldn't expect. Like the whole Hydra thing is just so 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 well done. That that elevator scene is masterful. Yeah. That's one of that's one of the coolest scenes in the MCU. Like Yeah, absolutely. Such a cool scene of like, oh, you can't trust anybody and such a high stakes. It's really good really good movie. I adore it. Number 2, I got Civil War, which you you yeah. nailed it. You just nailed it. Yeah. Come on. You got him and you got Spider-Man. You got, come on, Civil War. And then number one, we know what number one is. Come on, come on. You can't even, it's not even close. Um, really, really quick, not to, to, uh, go super deep into it, but where do you think these new characters like Captain Marvel, where do you think that movie will land? What kind of vibe are we going to get from it? And Ant-Man and the Wasp, like, what are you expecting from that one? From Ammon and the Wasp, I'm expecting it to, like, in this, end up surprising a lot more people. I feel like people are expecting it to be a little below the original Ant-Man, which I love Ant-Man. I think it's a perfectly funny movie, you know, but it's kind of, like, cast to the side. I think with this movie, they might tie it back to the MCU a little bit more than you may think. Like, yeah, sure, the plot won't be it, but I feel like maybe Hawkeye will, you know, help out a little bit. And they could they could find ways to tie it up. So I feel like it could easily be a Guardians two situation, where for a lot of people it's like it's actually better than the first one. I don't believe Iron Man and the Wasp. We're gonna walk out of that movie and be like, this is the best movie the MCU yeah. has ever made. I don't believe that at all. Yeah. Same thing with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, I think, can be like a solid Black Panther kind of movie, where okay. it's like, oh, this was a really cool origin story, and it's gonna set up the future, which is gonna be Avengers four. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to do a great job of that. But I don't, again, I think Marvel isn't trying to make these movies your new no, your, your new number ones. Mm-hmm. I think these movies are very clearly like, 
Avengers Infinity War happens, yeah. you need something in the middle that's going to add to the story and it's going to be fun. It's not like we're just going to make them and not even care. Of course, you're going to put care and love into them. Yeah. But it's just, you can have this in the meantime. We're going to reference a few things every, here and there. Mm-hmm. And you're just waiting for March 3rd, 2019. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be very much like... Um, you need like Ant-Man and the Wasp. You need Captain Marvel. You need all these other types of movies. Just like in a Harry Potter book. Especially the last one. You need those chapters setting up where you get character development and these cool little side missions before you get to the Battle of Hogwarts. Exactly. So before you get to the fourth Avengers movie, you need these solid chapters to help you get more invested in what's going to happen. Of course, of course. So, oh. yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with you on that one. Um, I just I just love we're in a world where we get all this. Yeah, like it's, I know, right? This is such a great world to live in. Like, come um, on. And, again, something I should have talked to you about earlier... Uh, the trailers before your Infinity War, Shelly. Mm. Did you happen to see a trailer for Uncle Drew? Yes, I did. Okay. As a basketball fan, and just like I was, I love Space Jam, I love all the basketball movies. Dude, hell yes. How, how stoked are you for this one? I'm so excited. Like, that movie looks so great. I'm so You got Kyrie Irving dressed up as an old man. You got Shaquille O'Neal. You got Reggie Shaq. Miller. Hell Nate yes. Robinson. Nate oh, Robinson. Hell yes. Old dudes, like young dudes pretending to be old dudes that and, are destroying uh, a basketball. What was it? Lissy, uh, Lisa Leslie? Was that her? I think so, yeah. I think that, yeah, I'm pretty sure, I, yeah. I'm so excited for that I'm so stoked for that movie. <laughs> also, uh, yeah. I love how many trailers there were before Avengers. Because people are like, this is the biggest movie of years. So like, yeah. we're not going to get a bigger movie than this. I had 20 straight minutes of trailers. Yeah, I did too. And I since I've seen it twice and I saw them in different theaters uh well same theater but different different rooms whatever whatever yeah. they're called uh i had two completely different sets of trailers oh wow really that's awesome yeah so the one i saw today i got the trailer for the meg oh. which looks like a great fucking time at the movie it just looks like jaws on steroids hell yeah um the new jurassic world trailer which i haven't seen yeah. yet it looks awesome um I didn't get Venom today, which, thank God, I don't want to see that again. <laughs> I got Uncle Drew today. And, Uncle uh, Drew, man. Oh, God, I can't think of the, the last one. Oh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Um, which was, yeah. It's uh, no better feeling than seeing Marvel trailers in a Marvel movie. Yeah, for sure. All right, Mario, it's time for the Q&A section uh, before we wrap up this fantastic episode ah oh, thank uh, you like thanks for coming on this is this, this is has been great thank you for having me yeah uh first couple questions come from andrew gonzalez yes uh, ajg vulture i believe it is on love the guy what a sweetheart yeah hopefully he's gonna be on the show in a couple weeks um, oh that'd be awesome first question if jack and daxter were to be rebooted oh my god what studio besides naughty dog should take on the project mm. Part of me wants to go Insomniac. I was going to say the same thing because exactly. That seems like the easy answer. Yeah, and I feel like they're on a... Not to insult Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank, I love that game. It's an amazing game. But I feel like now with Spider-Man, they're just on a different level. Yeah, for sure. Um, What's the name of um, the guys who made that... Oh, gosh. I'm going to figure it out. Oh, gosh. I even forgot the name of the game. So just... I'll 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 be back in a second. Uh, I would like to see, you know what, let's make Jack and Daxter into an RPG. 
Oh my god. Bioware. Let's Bioware take it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's different take on it. I like that. I like what? that. No. You know what? Sony Santa Monica. Sony Santa Monica. Get, get a God of War reboot-esque of Jack and Daxter. That'd be, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can, I can fuck with that. I was thinking Zan- Sanzaru games. They made the Sly Cooper. Oh, for the Vita, yep. mm-hmm. I feel like they could take good care of it if you if you're not trying to just completely reboot the franchise and like mm-hmm. do the God of War thing, but more like oh yeah, let's add to it, kind of like yeah. Ratchet and Clank. I feel like Senzaru could do a good job of that for sure. Or if you have a separate team, add Insomniac, that kind of like the Ratchet and Clank team, where it's like oh let's remake the original one, but just let's make it beautiful and let's add things to it. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, he has a second question, no, which I feel, no. I feel like this is going to be a hard one for you. I'm not ready for that question. What is the best Taylor Swift song? Oh Mario? goodness. That's, you have no idea how hard of a question that is. It's <laughs> just, mm. I, I, I'm pretty sure I know how hard of a question it is. That is torture to answer. Cause listen, I've gotten this question in my personal life before. And usually yeah. my response is like, you need to give me more details. Like what day of the week is it? Is it raining? What are you am feeling I, like? Did am I happy? Yeah, yeah, did I did I wake up happy? Did I did I not get enough sleep? So Some... <laughs> let's make it a little bit bigger of a question. What's your favorite album? Or is that along the same lines? It's a little bit along the same lines. Okay. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna just throw out a couple things. Best songs, like pound for pound songs she's ever written, like musically and lyrically. I gotta say things like All Too Well from okay. the Red Album phenomenal makes me cry pretty much every time um enchanted from the speak now album Mm -hmm. phenomenal and clean from 1989 okay they are all incredibly deep profound songs that mean a lot to me and that just are musically beautiful lyrically beautiful those are just top of the top of the top of the top and then if we go into albums honestly i've always said that every single album she puts out kind of gets better and better and better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So it's a thing of like, the first album is like, oh, it's her, you know, entry into it. Then you got like the second album, Fearless. And it's like, oh, that's a really good album. She comes out with the third, Speak Now. You're like, oh, this album's amazing. Yeah. Like, it, I, I don't think it get better than this. And then Red comes out, you're like, ah, oh, my gosh, she did it. It's better. How, she, it can get better than this. And then 1989 comes out, and it's just the cycle of like, oh my god, how does she yeah. keep doing this? And she does. Yeah. So. Where do you think she goes next? Do you think she's going to go with this, this more edgy, edgy type of sound, or is she going to reinvent herself again? That's a really good question, and I think it's still going to sound different. But I think okay. it's going to be taking taking some cues from two their like two latest albums. I feel like it's going to be like, yeah, I like. I like the vibe of 1989 of the happiness and the more poppy, but I also like the vibe of like the edgy and like gritty, even though like, come on, yeah. gritty, gritty reboot of like reputation. So I, I feel like it, it might take a little bit from both and just kind of sound every album to me, cause I'm a di- I'm, I'm a hardcore fan has its own sound. It's very unique in the, in this, in the, like actual sound musically of it, the lyrics of it, like it all has a specific feel. So it just kind of goes. That was a that was a very long answer to a very short question. 
No, Sorry. but it was good. No, I I can understand those those tough questions. Yeah, it's, it's like when people ask me who my favorite wrestler is. Like it. it if exactly, you just sit down. It's like a oh part out gosh. of me every single time it, it gets asked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we have one more question come from Brent Johnson. Okay. Uh, at Uber Brent on Twitter, uh, another former guest. Yes. Which beautiful. which franchise mm. would you like to see Sony reboot or give the God of War treatment to? Oh my gosh. So take the joke out the one I just said before about Jack and Daxter because that's yeah. not really my answer. I have it. Okay, let's hear it. All right, hear me out. I know that there was a game from this done pretty much recently, but this is a franchise that can do so much more than what that game was, even though I love it. That is Infamous. Mm, okay. I want to see a new, proper Infamous game that has the insanely amazing gameplay of Second Son mm-hmm. with the amazing story and characters of 1 and 2. Okay. That's... I want to I want to see that. And bring back Cole. Just that's such a cool franchise that on Second Son was one of the best gameplay like pound to pound combat, but just the yeah. story fell flat. Yeah. It was incredibly disappointing, but yeah. I, I mean, I'm kind of the happiest I've ever been cuz God of War is one of my favorite play- franchises on earth. So like they did it. I was oh, at E3. So good. I was at E3 2016 when they announced that game, and I was at a yeah. Starbucks watching the press conference, and I was just losing it. I was just yelling. I'm like, they did it! Like th- this was like my my crash. Yeah, it's it, it, it's funny you say that because you know how PlayStation does that whole you like you can go to a movie theater and watch the the press conference. Oh yeah. Uh, when God of War was announced, you can see me in the official PlayStation video of that. And nice. my reaction is forever immortalized in that. Video. That's beautiful. It's 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 so good. They did it. Um, they did it. I mean, I, I'm for, just so happy. For me, joking answer, I would love Tomba to come back. Do you know oh my god, is? yes, of course. Tomba would be good or Brave Fencer Musashi. That was my first PlayStation game I've ever played. Okay, okay. Um, but my serious answer is bring back resistance oh my god yes that's resistance such a good answer one of my favorite fucking franchises yes bring back resistance and please now that her uh gorilla is doing horizon and i love horizon sony needs that shooter they do they need that first per- or that first party shooter much like uh xbox has um halo gears and halo and but Bring yes. It back. Bring it back. Bring, I it's so good. I want to shoot the chimera. I want to feel those weapons. I want to do it, man. And but once again, that's Insomniac, and they're doing Spider Man. So I'd be a little worried if another studio took a shot at it, and they. It's kind it of their own thing, yeah. But man, I miss it. Resistance Three was so damn good. It really was. It really was. The thing is, I'm just so happy because, like, if you would have asked me this question you know three years ago i'd have been like oh god of war and yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have it and I, I can't believe it i i think it's getting a little late now but to wake up in the morning i'm immediately putting on god of war i'm so close I'm oh yeah so close. <laughs> oh, oh boy oh boy <laughs> but with that being said that brings us to the end of the episode Mario, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, this was amazing. Thank you for having me. Uh, I love you, man. I can't. Are you coming to prom? Yes. Yes. I will see you at prom. I will give you the biggest of hugs. Perfect. I'm looking forward to it. 
where can people find the show? You're yes. awesome. Here's why. And follow you on social media. So social media and the likes is Mario Not Bros. Uh, that is also the name of my channel. I still do not have the custom uh, YouTube URL. I believe I did have one, but it's kind of a shitty one. So for now, just you, you can just follow me on Twitter. There's going to be links right there. Mario Not Bros. You can also look it up on YouTube. You're awesome. Here's why. Check it out. Awesome. Uh, you can follow me at Ninja 73 on Twitter, PSN, everywhere. Just look for the green beard. Uh, yep. You can follow this show on Twitter, BFS Talk Funny. And if you want to um, subscribe to YouTube, once again, I don't have the URL just like you. So just search Best Friend Talk Funny. You can find it there. Um, the show's on iTunes. The show's on Google Play. Just search the name of the show and find it. Rate us five stars. Do all that thing that you do for other podcasts. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, and until next time, remember, be kind to one another. Bye bye. Goodbye. Stop. Yes.